Hi everyone, I'm Karina Gantus, host of Behind the Pen, and you're listening to the podcast. Enjoy. Behind the pen. How's everyone doing today? Today, my special guest is Jackie Bertolette, and as far as I know, she's an editor uh, for a magazine. She's going to tell us all about it now. Uh, welcome to the show, Jackie. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Karina. Behind the pen is about anyone that picks up a pen. So you could be a musician, an author, a writer, or an editor in your case. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you actually CEO of the magazine? Yes, I am the founder of it. Yes. And I'm the editor editor at large. I'm the creative director. I'm the uh, lead commercial editorial photographer. Um, Wow. Yeah, I do a lot of it. You do, don't you? (laughs) And I had you down as a model as well. Do you still do that? Yes. Um, Only if if really coerced. But, you know, I was when I was younger and I was, you know, much, much thinner before I had three children. Um, Me but, too. You yeah. know, back in you know, the I'm day. Still, I... I'm still six foot tall. I'm just not size two anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, size two. Who is? <laughs> yeah. No, I used to do back in the day catwalk mm-hmm. modeling. Yes. Stuff, yeah. It was quite different then than it is today. So oh yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why don't you tell us about your magazine? Yes, I would love to. So my magazine is called Haute Ohio, and it is published quarterly with the fashion seasons. It is an online download digitally, or you can um, go to the online site and have it printed and shipped directly to your door. We do um, an actual issue, which includes columns and contributions from other people outside of, you know, in our staff. Um, And then we also do a companion issue with each issue that focuses on a non-traditional model segment. And we do that to uplift all humans and to be 100% inclusive. So, um, yeah, so it's really exciting. That's much more of a photo book, like a coffee table book. Uh, very few, if any, words. It's simply pictures of beautiful humans. Um, so that comes out quarterly with the sp- with the regular issues. Um, they can be purchased separately or together. Um, and my main focus, uh, I started it about five, little over five years ago, as a platform for um, aspiring fashion professionals in the Midwest and beyond simply because I didn't have that opportunity when I graduated college many moons ago. And um, I really wasn't, you know, in a position to be able to move to the major markets, but I still wanted to be in fashion. So um, there wasn't much call for that back then. So I'm kind of trying to provide that for people who have an interest to even dabble in it or to launch. So, yeah. that That's amazing that you get that platform. You've opened that platform for, for people. Um, when you went to university uh, and uh, were you studying fashion? Is that what you really wanted? What kind of, I mean, were you doing design? Were you doing editorial at the time? And what, mm-hmm. what sort of thing were you? My, actually, my degree is in commercial photography. Mm. So um, fashion has always just sort of been something that I you know, had an affinity for. I've always kind of dressed a little different than everybody else. And, Don't we all? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're not an Aquarius, um, are you? I'm not. My daughter is. <laughs> all right. We like to stand no. out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know what? That's kind of what I'm all about is because I do stand out and always have because I am six foot tall. And that's, that's rare for a woman. And uh, so I've always stood out regardless of what size I was. And uh, so I thought, well, when I was younger, it was difficult for me. People would stare at me all the time and I'd be like, what's wrong with me? But then I thought, you know what? They're looking because they see something they're interested in. And if they're going to look, I'm going to give them something beautiful and confident to look at. So I started out of my shell in mid high school and, um, 
yeah, I started to find my inner beauty and inner strength and, you know, went out on my own in the fashion world. And I, I still dress, um, although I'm more conservative than a lot of fashionistas, I still dress out of the box for the Midwest technically, you know, so, um, yeah, but I always try to look my best. Sometimes I always try to look my best. I've always been like that. I've never followed the fashion scene. It's always been what I'm comfortable in. Mm-hmm. You know, for mm-hmm. me, for me, it's uh, if I feel confident, then I'll make people around me see that. Yes, and that's true. Of course, clothes, fashion, accessories, makeup. When you feel confident and beautiful inside. And you see it outside. Mm-hmm. People re- see that. People feel that from you. You give yes. off that aura. Mm-hmm. And that's from the inside. In fact, that is, um, I'm, I'm currently, among the many things that I do, I'm currently writing a book. Oh. Um, so I've done some interviews with some of the wonderful models I've met in my travels. Um, some that I was able to uplift from, you know, the first time they did it to, you know, the beautiful swans on the runway. Um, and the whole premise is that even models didn't feel beautiful at one time, you know, they were self-conscious or they, you know, started out being bullied or, you know, they were different or, you know, they just didn't have, you know, I mean, everybody feels that it's not just, you know, it's not just somebody in the corner who's afraid to speak. Everybody feels that at some point in their life. And, um, so the, it's all about interviews of the journeys of different models who went from however their inner self-confidence lacked up into finding be- their inner beauty through modeling. So that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. So hopefully it'll be out this summer. We'll see. <laughs> What's we'll see the title how... for the book? I don't have one yet. I'm like <laughs> tossing them around. You know, I have like all these really little, well, that's cool. That's cool. But none of them has gone. Eureka, that's the one, you know. So... Throw, throw some out at me. Yeah. Well, I thought of um, just inspire and that's kind of not fully it. And mm. then I've thought of God made you beautiful. You made you awesome. And mm-hmm. while that says that, that could be exclusive to some people who, you know, maybe don't accept God. You bet. Um, That's different. No. Problem. So these are these are the kind of things I'm kind of weighing it because but you're awesome. Story, you are uh, every awesome. story is completely different. So it's not like I can say, you know, the travels of a model or something because yeah. some of them never you, leave their hometown. You, so. you are awesome applies oh. to the person who's reading it. Mm-hmm. And to the person you're talking about. That's very true. You that's are pretty awesome. good. That's pretty good. And people yeah. pick it up and say, yeah, that's me. I am awesome. Right. And that's the idea is to find, you know, to identify. And we, I have spoken, um, I, I've canned all the interviews already. I just have to write them, <laughs> um, write the stories. Um, and we've spoken with people who have, you know, experienced excruciating abuse all the way up to people who had very little, you know, somebody said something mean to me along the way. So, I mean, every walk of life is represented in the first book and maybe there'll be more, you know. That, that, that's amazing because people look at a model and they say, oh, she's so lucky to be where she is, to do what she's doing, to earning that money. And they don't mm-hmm. know the story behind how they got where they are and the abuse that goes on, and the bullying Mm -hmm. that goes on, the bitchiness between the girls, um, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting to all audition for the same shoot, and if someone else gets it and they didn't get it, yeah, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, so yeah, I can imagine Mm -hmm. what goes on. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's fantastic that you're highlighting that, because uh, I don't think there's many books out there that, that do, and you being who you are in the business, you seem like the ideal person to be able to write that book. You are oh, awesome. Thanks. Well, I'm just, I, I just feel that I'm blessed enough to be able to impact the lives of people, mm-hmm. um, hopefully giving them, you know, a little, little boost to who they are and who they want to become. Uh, so I'm just, I'm, I'm just blessed to be able to offer the opportunity. You know, it's really yeah. just, you know, yeah, with the, through me. <laughs> with the situation, with who you are, and who you know in the business, it gives you a leg up to get that book out and to get it to the right people as well. Right, right. And everybody, 
needs that. I would have loved to have had that when I was in high school. You know, um, there is a story about a six foot one model who, you know, went through the same thing I did. You know, it's like, wait, you were taller than me. Who? No one in the world is taller than me. <laughs> it feels like that sometimes, but um, yeah. So you hopefully. mentioned um, about traveling. Where have you been? Um, I really travel mostly within the United States because um, I have to take uh, my youngest son is um, a challenged child. Mm -hmm. And so I have to have him with me all the time. So there are limitations to what I can do as far as traveling. And, mm -hmm. you know, I also don't want to, while it's still an amazing adventure for him, you know, I don't want to pull him away from home every other weekend. So um, I travel within the United States mostly. I have dreams of going across the pond, but um, not yet. Um, How old but is my he, models, son? my son just turned 13. All right, lovely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the models that I manage, however, have been all over the world. So, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You said you, you manage the models, they, they're the models for your magazine. Um, you or the same ones you always have or you go to agencies and decide who you'd like to be in your magazine that issue the models that I manage so there even though all of the businesses that I run are are like individual businesses they really all kind of come together they're just areas of the same fashion business um, so the magazine is open to everybody you don't have to be one of the models I manage. You don't have to be an, a represented model. You can be a first-time model. You just It's a submission process, and we look at, you know, what your teachability is and how, you know, how interested you are in, in pursuing or even just dabbling in it. Um, the same with Ohio Fashion Week. We have, it's open to everybody, submissions only. Um, but when it comes to the models that I manage, I'm really particular because uh, it takes a lot of my time. And, and for me, it's important as a manager, my job is to develop the model. So they, it, it's kind of like being a parent, you know, I start them out as the child and teach them what the protocols are and what, you know, what to expect. And if they're minors, then teach the parents about contracts and things like that. Um, and so my goal is to get them to the point where they can fly without me, you know, oh, and that's goodness. my goal. Exactly. So, um, do you work? You work in like a little agency yourself, then a model mm -hmm. agency, not just for the magazine, sort of. but to teach and, like yes. I say, to train mm -hmm. them, get mm -hmm. them ready for the big world. So, technically, an agency um, actually helps book models for gigs, um, mm -hmm. and that's not what I do. I manage. I develop. I. Um, I help them through contract negotiations. I do, you know, I do, I do kind of the, the, the skilled end of things. I don't How would you class jobs. it? How would you class it if it's not a model agency, model management? Yes, it's model management. Mm -hmm. Got it. Bingo. Yes. Good. Okay. Uh -huh. Brilliant. And yeah. you, you say that uh, you do a lot of articles about the normal woman. So the, the mm -hmm. normal size woman. Yes. Um, which is in a size two and mm -hmm. um, the ones that uh, you wouldn't look at twice walking down the street and mm -hmm. um, the average normal woman or, or mm -hmm. teenager or whatever you mm -hmm. do pieces on, on uh, normal people yes absolutely mm -hmm. and but, and you know we we and we focus on designers of all ages and um, photographers, you know, every, everybody in the business or people who want to get into the business. And for me, uh, I think that's what makes us different than the major markets is that we seek out diversity, um, you know, because we want to uplift it and show the beauty within everybody, um, as opposed to the main markets, which although they are starting to ease up their restrictions, um, mm -hmm. You know, it has a long way to go still. still. Um, yeah. So for me, you know, uh, it's, I don't know, maybe it's the Midwest mentality. I don't know, but I feel like everybody's beautiful. Um, it's more about your attitude and your um, demeanor to me than it is about what you look like, because I can make you beautiful. My glam team can make you gorgeous. Don't, I don't care what you look like. <laughs> Inside, you know, between, you between be, the uh, designer and the stylist and the makeup artist, you are going to be a model, sweetheart. 
we but if you're not happy inside if you're not um confident if you're not joyful or if you're hard to work with then that's mm. when there's a problem that's when we're going to have a hard time making you a model mm. and you discussed that in your magazine mm -hmm. yes yes individual and we have contributors from different walks of life within the fashion industry so i have uh um, another professional photographer, a master photographer, actually, who does columns. I have hair and makeup artists that do columns. You say um, I have does... plus size models who do columns. So. Um, mm -hmm. When you say uh, columns, you mean do an article about what they work in? Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and there um, I have about 15 total columnists on my technical staff. Um, and they submit at their pleasure. So some issues might have, you know, seven or eight columns in it, and some issues might have, you know, three or four columns. So, um, you know, it's like when they have something to say, then they submit to me and we publish it. So, so, so you've got the fashion, let's go to the fashion side, because I don't know much about fashion in the US, but at Ohio, I just imagine, I don't know, jeans, um, more <laughs> yeah. casual. Mm -hmm. um, T-shirts and jeans, T-shirts, jeans, yeah, uh -huh. hat, cowboy and, hat. And some, uh, no, cowboy hat would be more like the southern part of the country. Mm -hmm. um, but for us, we're, we're, we're tending toward, um, which I'm not a huge fan of, but we're tending toward like... Um, uh, jogging suits in public and things like that um, which yeah it's not, not my thing shell, at all but do you remember the shell suits <laughs> in the 80s oh my gosh yeah it's like sweat hogs to me oh, but no. um but ever you know what though i have seen some designers do jogging suits that are phenomenal um but i've also seen some jogging suits that are kind of like oh sweetie what are you thinking you know? <laughs> i mean that says it's again it's not what you're wearing it's how you wear it mm. and you know sometimes it's you know the same piece can look fabulous on somebody and some and you know and be like what is she doing on the other one yeah. um because of the way they carry themselves in it you know so and accessories you can ruin mm -hmm. the look too much accessory mm -hmm. um the hairstyle it, it all it's, it's like baking a cake you've got to get all the ingredients right Yes. for it to come out mm -hmm. perfect so exactly makeup hairstyle uh -huh. um, uh -huh. accessory don't overdo the accessory if you have big earrings no necklace if you have a nice necklace no earrings <laughs> that's what i've always exactly. been taught <laughs> yep balance yes balance, balance. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so for although i do love me a woman who is not afraid to be screamingly different so, you know, I mean, I, I love people who are not afraid to be who they are, whether it's, you know, um, Iris Eiffel. I don't know if you know who that is, but she's a, an American woman out of New York who is like the, old, I, I don't know, I think she's like 99 years old or something. And she wears, she oh my gosh, like, like she, if she's wearing five pieces of clothing, every single piece is a different color and different plaids and I mean, <laughs> she's not afraid to be out there. And I love that about her, you know, I mean, I don't know that I would walk around looking like she does, but I love that she does, you know, and she's like, this, what? I look amazing. <laughs> this, this is a lady, and I'm in Greece on the island of Corfu, and there's a lady mm -hmm. in town that we see now and again. Well, we used to see before the lockdown. Yeah. And she would look like someone out of a 40s film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The hair in the bun, the pearls. Mm -hmm. absolutely perfection mm -hmm. nothing out of place and you can't stop but stare at her because right. she's like 70 80 years of age mm -hmm. and she looks absolutely amazing and mm -hmm. totally different from everyone else in the street mm -hmm. and i, I love that apologetic yeah I, yeah and, and, yes it's beautiful it is there's a lady, there's a lady that i've met um, in my travels that does um she's a milliner and she does fantastic hats, um, particularly for the derby and things like that. Um, and she wears hats everywhere she goes. And she looks out of Victorian times. Like she always has the dress and, you know, the hat. And 
I'm like, oh, I know who that is. I can see her across the room, you know. <laughs> yeah. So. And she's also um, promoting her own work right. by wearing mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. which and is she draws attention because she's so refined and so different and so... Yeah. You know, she stands out and then people go, oh, where'd you get that? Which is exactly what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I made this. Yeah. I think you really? can have one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Wear the product, sell the product. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about um, this uh, next issue that's coming up. What are we, what, mm -hmm. what's the fashion now for, for this uh, um, issue? So I, this is the beauty of what I do. I don't follow the trends. Of course, I watch them and I watch, you know, what's on the runways and, and what the colors are and all that. But um, being like, I'm setting the fashion in this area so I can do whatever I want. So um, I so tend to- What did you pick for this year? Yes, this issue, we are looking at more of a retro 70s with a modern flip to it. So um, because uh, one of the, the heaviest designers in our with the most looks in this issue is a vintage dealer mm -hmm. so um yeah so we have a lot of heavy 70s it's just really cool rock and, and i roll love that and rock and roll and the, and the, the built-in waist and the big skirts coming out mm -hmm. no 70s was more like um it was very 60s inspired so lots of minis um, but it was a little bit crazier in the patterning, like, you know, even like, um, we actually have a caftan in there, which is not fitted at all, you know? So it, that, I think that's the beauty of seventies is it was all over the place, all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Many years mixing one and, and people yes. just wore what they felt comfortable in. They wanted mm -hmm. to stand out. They'd wear the, uh, uh fluorescent, uh, um, Colors, green, mm -hmm. yellow. Yes, which of course are the spring colors. So we were, um, you know, not like fashion trend spring colors, but I mean, just, you know, makes you think of spring. And so we have a lot of that. And um, our cover is, we highlight uh, area people that are prominent um, that have fashion sense. So um, our cover this time is a woman who is a business leader and a community leader, and she runs youth programs um, to keep youth um, engaged, even beyond schools, and to try to keep mm -hmm. them out of trouble and off the streets. So. Difficult with uh, this yeah. time of uh, the situation we're mm -hmm. in at the moment to do something right. like that. It's, it's harder on the young people being in lockdown um, when they're in the adolescence and they're going through all the changes and the the feelings and the emotions add a lockdown and not being able to hug and, and have physical contact with your friends and what have you um mm -hmm. it, it must be very very mm -hmm. difficult for them mm -hmm. and i have um my daughter turned 18 literally like two weeks before the lockdown mm -hmm. So many of her friends are in that age group and um, I've, I, it has been very difficult and there's been a small handful of them who have abided by the lockdown, you know, pro protocols. Um, but thankfully my daughter has been very uh, focused on it because uh, my mother as well, gosh, this sounds so bad, but my mother is not well. So for her to visit my mother, which is a priority for her uh, she has to remain you know covid free obviously yeah. and uh, so she's really focused on that and there's a very small window of people that she can hang out with that don't hang out with other people you know yeah so. I'm, I'm high risk uh, i can't mm -hmm. uh, i hardly ever left the house in a, a year but mm -hmm. my job is online and my job is working from home anyway so mm -hmm. um apart from going out and um, doing some socializing once a week for me it hasn't been much different but mm -hmm. my daughter's 17 she's supposed mm -hmm. to be going to university in september we still mm -hmm. don't know what's happening with that because over in greece we are on strict lockdown um this oh still yeah oh. they went back to school and then corfu which is a very small island um, started getting cases, so they took them off out of school, back to homeschooling. Um, basically, we have to send an SMS 
to the government to allow us to be outside our house. And yeah. if you're caught without any ID or without that SMS giving you permission, 300 euro fine. Wow. And wow. that's why we are the lowest in Europe for contagious and uh, deaths because he acted very quickly, very strictly, mm -hmm. and he still is. Mm -hmm. um, See, for me, I this is very controversial in the United States, but <laughs> um, I have to agree with that. I mean, you know, it's it's a completely unprecedented situation, and it really is human lives at stake. And you know, millions, your millions. I feel like my personal right to be able to go out to the bar does not supersede somebody else's right to life. You know, so I personally feel that whatever had to be done or whatever the, the leadership felt needed to be done, you know, I, I think they all did the best that they could, not knowing what they were dealing with. No, you know? we did. No, we so, ready. Yeah. yeah. So, so I how think is that, it over in Ohio itself, though? What is it like over there now? So Ohio was actually one of the first, our governor w was amazing. One of the first to react, reacted strongly. Um, and um, our um, health department leader, she was, she took a lot of, a lot of slack for it because she was making all these recommendations to lock down and, you know, and it was very um, unpopular decisions that were being made. Mm -hmm. But I feel like he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Yeah. And then once he felt the pressure from people who didn't like what he was doing, um, he sort of backtracked and spun around like, well, maybe it wasn't as bad. You know, I shouldn't have acted so harshly or whatever. And then oh, we spiked and yes. we spiked. Yes. I mean, we went crazy. Like yes. nobody, they never said you can't leave. You know, they never locked us down again, which we were locked down for a short, uh, about seven weeks i think but don't quote me on that um they never locked us down again but i mean we were spiking at seven eight thousand a, uh, a day you know i mean we're just one state wow. <laughs> so yeah and and now finally thank god with the um with the vaccine starting to come out and people you know mostly people are starting to take them um of course we have people who still feel you know how do you feel about it yourself I am halfway through it. I've already taken the first dose right. and I am excited to take the second dose. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like it's, um, you know, conspiracy theory. I don't feel, you know, I feel like I've this is the real, <laughs> the whole world. I mean, I don't get that. Yeah. How can you conspiracy theory when the whole world is on lockdown <laughs> yeah no, no no there's so many going so. around you don't know what to believe but uh, mm -hmm. it's definitely good we are getting it in my house and as soon as my no, son is good. eligible yes that's yeah. good because you're able to carry on like you say with your job now because you're allowed around people so mm -hmm. what's there because it's been over a year now was there a time when you couldn't get an issue out because of yeah not working, being able to almost, work. Almost, almost was a time um, because the first issue would have been our spring issue last year. And I had already shot the cover and all of that like in January just because of our schedule. So I already had that done, which was good. Um, but the content I didn't have ready to go and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I thought, okay, well, I guess we're not going to have an issue. And then I thought, no, we have to have an issue. So what I ended up doing was talking to the models that I manage and only the models that I manage. And we kind of did a powwow and said, is anyone interested in trying to do a protocol friendly <laughs> photo shoot, you know? And it was, it was the longest day of photo shoots I've ever done <laughs> because I could only do one at a time. Um, they had to come, like I had to have the wardrobe. I literally put together a protocol for doing photo shoots. I had my wardrobe set up in the back with their names on it. So all I had to do was release the trunk and they would come and get it and take it back to their car and change. And then they would text me and say, okay, I'm ready. And then I would get out and use my super long Zoom, <laughs> being like 25 feet away from them. <laughs> it was crazy. But you did it. 
but we did it. And um, it actually turned out to be probably one of my most, probably the, one of the issues I'm most proud of, the pandemic issue, because um, while we weren't supposed to be out and about during the lockdown, I did take the, as a photographer, you just can't pass up those opportunities. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. And when there was nobody on the streets and things that were not happening that would never not happen, you know what I mean? So I took my models out on five different days and yes, like two hours apart from each other. We were in downtown Cleveland and uh, in the middle of public square and there was nobody there. We were literally in the middle of the street photographing. I mean, it was like, whoa, <laughs> mind blowing. And uh, it, it turned out to be the most... Um, photojournalistic issue that I've ever done. And it, it, the whole thing, almost the entire thing is in black and white. And it really shows the wow. solitude of, wow. of, of what, what was happening to the world at the time, you know? Yeah, so, you're gonna look at yeah. that in 20 years time and mm -hmm. not believe what, yeah. how bad things were. Mm -hmm. and, and you're gonna look at that issue. I mean, you're proud of it anyway, but you'll be even more proud of what you're able yes. to achieve at that time mm -hmm. going against and then, like I said the photo shoots were completely they're a little bit easier now because you know now we can be out and about with masks and you know distance yeah. and stuff like that but at that time we were in lockdown and so I had to figure out how to make it safe you know for everybody because still then we didn't know what was you know we didn't know how was it transmitted? What was, you know, we didn't it know anything It was the beginning, yet. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was, mm -hmm. Nobody so. knew much about it at all at that time. Well, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm so glad you were able to get that issue out and, yeah. uh, and the ones after that. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so, so let me ask you, we've talked about the fashion trend for this uh, spring. What about mm -hmm. um, makeup, hair? What's, uh, what's hot? What's not? I feel, again, I don't really follow trends too much, but I feel like really bright, bold colors this time or, or what, you know, I think everybody needs happy. Brightness. We just need to be happy and joy for a minute, you know, bright After, clothes, bright makeup, bright, bright and crazy, like eighties neon kind of crazy, you know, I bright mean, like nails. Real, mm -hmm, just, like you that. know, Something you can see coming down the road going, whoa, she's bright, you know, nice, nice yellow <laughs> if I eyeshadow. My wardrobe <laughs> now, you'd see most of my wardrobe is black. It really mm. is. I, I think a lot of people says, mm -hmm. people are afraid of it. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I know, I, I just say I'm afraid of color, but when I go into a shop to buy something, I'm just automatically, I draw, I'm just drawn to the black. You're drawn to the black. Yeah. yeah. I used to have a very heavy black wardrobe, um, but it was about, it was financial actually, you know, like I didn't want to spend $20 on a skirt that I could only wear with one shirt, you know what I mean? Uh, whereas if you pay, got a black, black skirt, you could wear with anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that's kind of how my wardrobe in. ended up like, <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Um, <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, it, it it took me a while. I kind of woke up one day and was like, my God, my whole closet is black. And I thought I'm going to put a conscious effort into putting color in my wardrobe. And now I have, um, I wouldn't say it's colorful like Iris Eiffel's colorful, but I, you know, I have everything from with neon green to, um, you know, to burnt orange and yellows and you know cool. have everything in between so well back in my teen days I was actually a gothic I used to sing okay. in a rock band I had purple hair so I dressed in black and wow. that, that was purple a couple hair? yeah purple I've had all colors hair me blonde nice. purple um so I was uh, working in this uh, dressmaking factory I think at the time two years I was there two years I was a goth and then one day I turned around to the owner and I said, see that blouse over there? I'll wear that tomorrow. She said, you can have it. And I came in the next day in cream trousers and a cream top and <sighs> everyone was like, 
Oh my God. <laughs> and, and it stopped. Yeah, the black just stopped after that. Mm -hmm. I, I started colours, but mm -hmm. uh, I still, like I said, it, I still just, I, I know when I go into a shop, I say, no, all right, buy purple because I like purple. I like maroon. And mm -hmm. it's not black, you know, buy purple or buy dark blue. But I'm still mm -hmm. going for those dark colours for some reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you, um, how many staff do you have with all your little businesses that are joined for the magazine? So staff, actual staff, me. Um, but I have a lot of people who help me. So I consider them staff. You know, they're not actually staff um, because at this point, there's not a huge fashion industry where we live. So we're basically cultivating it. And so there's not a lot of money in what we're doing. You know, I mean, there just isn't. So we could not maintain a staff or sustain a staff. Um, but um, I have a gazillion people who volunteer their time or work only on tips or, you know, just for the publication in trade, you know, so. Um, you're columnist, yeah. uh, you're a photographer, you're, you're hairstylist, um, they're mm -hmm. volunteers for the Absolutely. magazine. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. Yeah. So they all have full-time jobs anyway, and then are helping you out when you need it. Yes, mostly, yes. The, um, I think the reason that people tend to rally behind what I'm doing is because they, especially the older folks like me, they've been, they know how hard it is, you know? I mean, there's nothing here. And, and, and I mean, it's changing, but it's, 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 it's just to be able to offer opportunities to the younger people is, or to people who would never have a chance ever if they walked into a, you know, a key market agency and they'd be like, no, turn around and leave, you know? Um, so to be, I think it's the mission that people are drawn to, you know, 100% diversity, inclusivity, um, beauty within everybody, um, offering platforms for talent to to start launch enjoy you know i mean i think that's why even even though it's your magazine's based in ohio and um your um fashion and your your columns and all that are to do with the people from that area from ohio and because you sell your, your magazine online and anyone around the world can get it. Correct. How far do you, I don't know if you can, you, you know the stats, but how mm -hmm. far has your magazine got? Because mm -hmm. the, the kind of stuff you're doing, okay, it's Ohio, but it relates to everybody out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see your magazine on the shelves with the rest of the, the fashion editorials oh thank you so much um we actually have downloads all over the world and while we are focused on midwest talent just because that's kind of how it started i didn't really think people i mean <laughs> when i started this i didn't think people outside of the midwest would be interested in what i was doing you know um but it quickly showed that that was not the case and so while our, our focus is Midwest talent, we definitely have global talent. I mean, we have designers who submit from, uh, we have shown designers from Madagascar. We have shown designers from UK. We have shown Nigerian. We have South African, Canadian, um, you know, so it, all over the world participates in what we do. Um, so it's really kind of mind-blowing, actually. I'm just kind of like, whoa, all these people know who we are. <laughs> yeah, because you open this platform to everybody, especially to, to people that would never get the opportunity to show their work mm -hmm. right. anywhere else. You've opened that platform for them. Mm -hmm. And I actually think uh, the magazine deserves to, to, go, to go higher, to go bigger. Um, to, to, Thank you. You know, to, you... Your magazine is no, no different from the big editorials out there, except for them being talking about um, not diversity, mm -hmm. talking about what everyone thinks is normal when mm -hmm. it's not. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I can't go to a store and pick up one of those magazines because first I know it's all going to be about um, stick thin models and mm-hmm. the fashion that they believe should be uh, for that season and exactly. diets and I don't I don't want to see that you know I want to mm-hmm. see the diversity I want to hear the stories the real stories I want mm-hmm. to see um, mm-hmm. uniqueness and mm-hmm. and see people that would never have had that chance to be right. in a magazine which you're right. giving them um, the last issue we did, I did um, a story that focused on, I believe it was three or four, three, three uh, models over 60. Oh, that, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, they, one of them never even started modeling until she was 63. And um, one and the other two had modeled when they were younger and kind of life got in the way. It's kind of like my story, you know. I never really wanted to be a model. I just modeled to get myself through school. Um, but once I, you know, got family and all that, I mean, you know, I just went to work and did my day job, you know, like pursuing the dream was no longer happening, you know? Um, so two of them were in the same position. And once their children grew up and, you know, they were empty nesters, then they were like, well, wait a minute, maybe I could still do this. Well, they would not have been able to do that in, uh, not likely to be able to do that in the major markets. No. So, um, yeah. And, you know, and then there was this one lady, and this is, this is something that I really think about all the time, that how important it is what we're doing. I was, um, I run Ohio Fashion Week as well. And um, I was standing by the backstage waiting for, I think I was up to speak next or something. So I was near the backstage door and uh, the the first group came off the runway of models, and this one lady who probably sixties maybe I don't know um, was crying, and I was like, oh my gosh, did you trip? Did you fall? You know, like I'm like, what happened? <laughs> you know, I thought she hurt herself. Well, it turned. She sat down and she looked at me with tears in her eyes, and she's like. She goes, you know, it's been a dream of mine to ever, ever walk a runway. She said, and I just took my last chemo. And I was like, oh my oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> so, I mean, to be able, I mean, and she was like hugging me and thanking me. And I was like, oh my God, I had no idea. You know, you didn't, you'd never know you who don't. you're touching. You don't know. Um, no, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So... It's amazing to be able to offer that. And, you know, we do, like I said, we accept people. uh, You do have to go through submissions like everybody else, but um, we accept people from all walks of life, all, um, you know, aspirations. You you don't have to be a professional. You don't have to be represented. You can just be somebody. In fact, at most of our shoots outside of the pandemic, (laughs) most (laughs) of our shoots, we always have, I actually seek out at least two models who have never done this before so that they can be mentored by the professionals or the seasoned models or whatever. And we do the same thing with the hairstylist. We partner with a, um, a local high school cosmetology school. Wow. And the students get to help work on their first magazine and uh, we have oh. professionals come in and mentor them. And so- uh, oh, You're amazing, oh, Jackie. Yeah. You, you, you're amazing what you do, what you've, you're allowing people to do and, and give them that first experience that they mm-hmm. would never have got. Uh, that is absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. You are, you are. Amazing. I hope we get back to that. Obviously right now with the, you know, with the pandemic, we, you know, the school even just got back in session. So it might That's be good. another year or so before we can come back in to do a photo shoot in the school with, mm-hmm. the, with the students. But I, yeah, it's important for them to be able to have the opportunity. You know, some of them don't want to be in fashion and that's fine, but some of them do. And, you know, to, to have a real world opportunity at it is, you know, I mean, it's, it's immeasurable. Yeah. You know, it just is, so. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's such an experience to, to, to allow and to see that the people reading the magazine to see what what you've done. I mean, how do you keep the magazine fresh every issue? Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, I never run out of ideas and, and concepts. And 
I don't know. I mean, like I dream about things and I'm like, oh my gosh, that'd be a crazy shoot. So, <laughs> uh, thankfully, a lot of the models I work with are really willing to be um, out of the box because I, I like to push, particularly the Midwest fashion envelope, um, probably not even close to pushing the envelope in like a New York market, but I do try to push people out of their comfort zones a little bit. Um, and thankfully I have some models who are really willing to wear the crazy makeup and to, you know, I'm always family friendly. That is period. I mean, I don't care if you're a minor or a grown up, you will not be walking around, you know, inappropriately. Um, so, um, it's just, it's so, so important because people get to, I don't know. They get to try it, I guess. I don't know. If I would have had this opportunity, mm. I, I mean, I'm not fooling anybody and I'm not even fooling myself. I don't protest to be a key market or an A-lister or anything like that. Oh, sure. You um, deserve it. <laughs> but I can get you at least the feel for it, you know, and I do have ties in the major markets. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're the kind of model or designer who really has the potential to make it in a major market, I can, you know, connect you. I can't do it for you, but I can connect you. You yeah, know, so that's awesome. And I, I understand that the major markets don't really recognize my magazine as a serious magazine because I'm just some, you know, Ohio. Yeah. But that's okay because those of us who, you know, want to be published, I mean, that, that's huge for a model to be published, you know? And so it's important to even have had the ex experience of a photo shoot or a runway show or whatever. So this is, I mean, totally going totally different way with my um, radio show. I have uh, two authors. They could be bestsellers. They could be debut um, authors. And uh, I give them that platform to promote talk about their book but in between the show i have a unsigned rock band featured mm -hmm. now because of being a, a singer in a rock band a biker and, and being in that lifestyle for so mm -hmm. many years i felt it was really important that i added that into my yeah. show and it mm -hmm. gives a chance for these bands that haven't been heard a huge platform we're talking i mean this artist first radio network we're talking some shows 60,000 70,000 listeners mm -hmm. uh, it's a huge platform for them to be heard for the first time yes um, uh -huh. i don't do it and it's a way too. to give back it's a way to give back this it is, is you know i'm not talented like a nurse you know i mean i'm not talented like a teacher um so those are obvious ways to give back you know but if the opportunity is super there. talented, right? Yeah. I'm super talented as a commercial photographer, and yeah. you know I can give back that way. You know, if the opportunity is like, there, and we have a way of allowing someone that would never have that experience to mm -hmm. do it, because we have the um, platform. You have your magazine. Mm -hmm. I have my show, my podcast, right. whatever. We have the platform to allow that to happen. Yes. Um, that's a, a huge opportunity for that they probably wouldn't have found anywhere else. Right. And mm -hmm. it's really important that uh, people see these new designers and see, um, not just to see these new models, but for the models, like you say, to have that first ever experience in an editorial magazine. You are an editorial magazine, whether you're up on right. the top shelf with the others or not you are editorial mm -hmm. magazine so they've right. got that on their cv now mm -hmm. they've got those yeah. those pictures in exactly their, in their folders ready to go right. to the agents uh -huh. now uh -huh. because of you exactly and um one of my goals as a manager is um, i also sew clothes so i have my own technically i have my own fashion line but i really just sew them for editorial shoots and shows and things like that mm. um so what, what i will don't do, you do jackie i know right <laughs> uh, hair and makeup that's what i don't do <laughs> um uh but what i will do is sign up for shows as a designer to offer opportunities to my models to my to discovered model yes Yes. So now they have New York Fashion Week on their dossier, you know, or Miami Fashion Week, you know, so um, 
it, it's, it is, it's important to have those, you know, I mean, it's not Getty images, <laughs> obviously we would like that in your portfolio, but yeah. um, in the meantime, you've walked, you know, I mean, I have four models who walked literally, well, actually more than that, because they did it in right before the lockdown, we were in Times Square. Um, uh, probably 15 models, 15 models that have walked literally in Times Square of New York Fashion Week, like out in the open in the middle of Times Square. So, you know, and they've been to Miami Fashion Week and, and all because of my, uh, my fashion line. So, but it's all about them. It's not about me. I don't, I don't really like sewing that much. <laughs> <laughs> it only takes that one right person to see the potential of somebody to see that uh, model in the magazine, uh, to see, or oh, to read a column from a, a hairdresser. It takes the right person just once to allow that person to step up and go even further. And right. like I said, you, you do, mm -hmm. you're giving them that platform, whether, mm -hmm. whether they get seen, whether they get noticed is another matter, but at exactly. least they're getting the experience and mm -hmm. you're giving them that. And I, I think that's freaking and awesome. And then let's see, another thing that makes us different is um, uh, we appeal to the fashionista because of the, obviously the fashion and the articles and things like that. But we also appeal to the professional insiders because we offer uh, bios on everybody that's in the magazine. So there's a little history of who they are, what their goals are, what they've accomplished and how Perfect. to get a hold of them. Perfect. If, if you want to book them, this is how you get a hold of them, you know? Perfect. So it's kind of like a who's who talent book. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why but, not? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of my job is to promote them in that way, so. I don't know. It's, it's we're we're different than your typical fashion magazine. I think you 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 do um, yeah. But that's that's what what you're doing is the right way of doing it. And how can we get your magazine now to the right people? Mm -hmm. You yeah, know, we need we need the right person to see the magazine, see what you're doing, and when your book is is finished, mm -hmm. it needs to get into the hands of the right people again. So yes. it will get. Well, you can uh, have me back on then when it comes oh, out. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. I'll be promoting it everywhere, especially if you call it your awesome. <laughs> exactly. I need to write that down. Um, yeah. Um, the, uh, the other thing that we have going on too, which also uh, our next issue actually comes out Monday. Um, I'm not sure. Oh, wonderful. I'm not sure when this will air, but that would be March 22nd. Um, so our spring issue and our um, companion issue, March 22nd. Um, and we're doing the podcast as well and launching a brand new podcast called The Fashion Empire. Ooh. And we are talking, yes, it comes out for the first time on, on March 22nd as well. And we are talking to insiders about, you know, what it's really like, you know, the funny, the the scary, the, you know, the triumphs and the tribulations. Oh, and, the, <laughs> and so we're having a lot of fun and yet we're telling the reality of, you know, what it's like to be in the industry, you know, when the funniest stories that ever happened to you to the, what was your biggest letdown or whatever, you know. Again, so. again, doing that podcast and talking about the real issues and what goes on behind the scenes that no one mm -hmm. knows about. Again, mm -hmm. you just need the right person to hear that and mm -hmm. um, and it gets um, more uh, media attention. That's what right. you need for the magazine, mm -hmm. for your mm -hmm. fashion line, for the podcast, more media attention. Uh, the other thing that we're doing, is, thank you. Um, the other thing that I'm pretty proud of is that our special issue this time, which we normally focus on non-traditional models, a segment, um, this time we actually um, decided to bring together lots of local um, and small businesses. So obviously I know a lot of designers and, you know, sole proprietors, makeup artists, you know, things like that. Um, and so we all came together, a good group of us, and we provided um, makeovers for essential workers. And um, so there was a nomination process and um, we ended up choosing three 
um, lucky winners to get makeovers, full makeovers, wear designer clothes, photo shoot, they're going to get published. So it's really exciting. Yes. And that's the special issue that's coming out with the spring issue. So it's called the Gratitude Guild. So the Gratitude Guild gave, um, you know, it gave an awards dinner at a local restaurant and, uh, yeah, and, well, and the glamping, it was so cool. We had so much fun. I and bet. They were, <laughs> and they were like, I don't know how you're going to make me into a model. I'm like, honey, I can make you into a model. <laughs> sure. well, well, my makeup artist and my hairdresser can yeah. make you into a model. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We got to give the give the do where it goes. Yes, that's, that's true. That's I awesome just took the pictures. You, you got the, all the locals to do that because mm. not only were you giving those three lucky winners their makeover, but you're essentially advertising and promoting these local uh, businesses. Exactly. Right. And they all, you know, when we first discussed it, I wasn't sure how many people would be interested in participating in it, but almost every single one of them said, well, we're just grateful to them that they got us through and that we're still here because a lot of businesses didn't make it so yeah uh, i know same over unfortunately here. yeah so you know a lot of people were quite generous and we had a grand prize and 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 then of course we had the makeovers and we had a male winner so it was pretty cool ah. you know we are 100 inclusive manage so. <laughs> models of lgbtq of um, petite a plus of ages from it's a shame i'm to not 58. closer to you <laughs> yeah I'm size 18 me <laughs> mm-hmm. that's okay and uh i think my oldest model is 48 48 i believe and he is amazing and uh, I have a challenged model who has Down syndrome and, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter to me. I don't seek out differences, you know, but you it don't, sounds like uh, I do, but no, I don't, but you do, don't, I don't limit them. Limit by any them whereas other magazines certainly wouldn't have models like that mm-hmm. in their magazine. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, oh, it's been an absolute pleasure meeting you, Jackie, Thank and you. learn about what you do. You're freaking awesome. <laughs> you are you are name of the book right name of the book i'm gonna keep on saying you're that. freaking awesome should we call it that freaking yeah, awesome you're freaking awesome <laughs> no it's um what you do what what you will allow people to experience uh, what you do in your magazine and all your other little businesses um mm-hmm. it's just you're a workaholic i am you're, unfortunately yeah you you're a business lady and mm-hmm. i understand why you've kept it local i mean, i understand why it's a hotte uh ohio mm-hmm. um i just wish that it would get more media attention and mm-hmm. open the eyes to other editorial managers and creative uh, mm-hmm. directors mm-hmm. of uh, stop being so biased stop being so right. racist stop being so bigoted you know, that's not what we're about anymore now. No, and I don't understand any of that. So I don't know. They've got to get, get with that. the times, you know, they've got to right. get with the times and your magazine shows that. And so <laughs> if, if we could get it in the, to the right people. Mm-hmm. We've talked about actually syndicating the magazine because it is called Hood Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there are different um, areas that might be interested in like hope, California or, you know, hope Greece or whatever. Um, we've talked about syndicating the idea, you know, the platform. And so people can promote their own local talent and, uh, you know, give the same, same platform to people in their neighborhood. Cause as everybody as has world-class talent. Everybody exactly, has world-class exactly. talent. But as long as they're willing to do and follow your rules, your yeah. way of doing it. And if they're not willing yeah. to do that, then it's not going to work. Right. I mean, it has to stay within the mission. Exactly. The mission. Exactly. I love Mm -hmm. that. That's another Mm -hmm. one you could, the mission. That could be the book title as well. Actually, I kind of like that one a lot. See, I'm an author. Do I have to give you royalties? No, no, not at all. Not at all. I'm an author of 14 books and I normally got the title of my books before I'm halfway through. So uh, yeah, I, I can come up with them. I'll send them to you the next 
four weeks now all these different ideas <laughs> <laughs> perfect because i'm not sure every time i think i have it it's just kind of like it doesn't you know it's not the epiphany so yeah no when it's it, not the one when it gets there when you know it mm -hmm. when it gets there so i, I you like said, the mission a lot like yeah, that, that really what, resonates with yeah me. that's what you do that is mm -hmm. what you're all about is a mission of um allowing the people that would never have that opportunity that platform um mm -hmm. and um getting the word out there of how other people should be acting mm -hmm. and the truth behind uh what mm -hmm. goes on and yeah the mission yeah and especially with the what you the book is about um the stories of what these models have had to go through and face mm -hmm. to get where they are now and maybe some have even stopped doing it because it was too much for them um i think the that mission, could work the that mission work, a journey through your inner beauty or something the mission a journey through beauty it's something like that my only concern with the mission is is it sound like it's religious again like a mission you know it all I mean? depends on your subtitle the way, and your that's cover. what i'm saying yeah your subtitle and your oh well cover. you know it's going to be a model i'll you know <laughs> as long as the model's not wearing a nun outfit i mm -hmm. think you'll get away with the word vision <laughs> wait we might do that <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> oh right okay well it's been such it's a pleasure awesome. having you on this show thank you so much for being a guest Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. And I'm so excited to have met you. You're so beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs>